Okay, Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to have another day that we're here in Yeshiva, we're in Beis Medrash, we're able to learn. Baruch Hashem, we are also able to learn Hilchus Lashon Hara, which reminds us how we want to use one of the most powerful tools that we have, which is our speech. And we know a chayim v'amavas piyadalashon, a person's life and death is in the hands of how he speaks. And we say over here that who are you not allowed to talk lashon hara about? Or I'm sorry, who are you not allowed to speak lashon hara to? So says the Chavetz Chaim. It doesn't matter who you're talking about, even if you're talking to your parents about a sibling, because you want your parents to influence, influence him, you still have to be very careful that it's for constructive purposes. We're on page 139. For example, you tell your daughter about your son, oh, this is talking about for a parent to talk to another sibling about somebody else, a, a parent tells, tells um, his, her daughter, uh, your son, he, Moshe is so lazy every morning he wakes up late for davening. Now again, this is a very, very um, subtle, subtle point, is that it's of course very important to have an open communication with your spouse, with your children, and etc. Your family members, you have to be very careful when you're talking to your siblings about your parents, let's say. Or you're talking, God when you get married, you'll see talking to your spouse about your children. So it's all how it's spoken about. If you're talking to your siblings about your parents and you're just rolling your eyes and just mocking them, that's not, that's pure Lashonara. It's Lashonara. If you talk to a sibling to help you have more insight, how to deal with one of your parents, or how to do something that's not Lashonara that you're allowed to do. Same thing when you, God willing, when you see when you have children, it's the same exact thing. To go ahead and to just roll your eyes to your wife about one of your children, or oh gosh, I can't handle the way he is, or whatever it is. So if you're doing that in a constructive purpose, you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going through a hard time with one of my children. Okay, that, that of course is, is a good thing to do. But just to sit around to talk about siblings, or a lot of times also with, with your own siblings. If you're talking to another sibling about another sibling, you have to be very, very careful how you're talking about them. If the shot is that you really want to help them, you're saying, I really want to help this brother, I want to help this sister, and how can we figure out how to help them? Great. But if you're just doing it just to vent, and just to speak negatively about that sibling, that's total lush and horror. It's unbelievable. Question, comments on that? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. No question, comments? That, uh, usually that's like a, uh, a more challenging piece of Lashonara. Okay. Yeah. Make sense?
It's clear cut, but like in the situation, it's not so clear. Right, it's clear cut now before you're upset at your parents or your sibling or your child, correct? I've learned. Yeah. It makes sense. Your mind would think that, of course, we're going to be about our parents. Of course, we're going to be about our siblings. But we have to bring down that we have to be extremely careful about your parents. And what Rabbi says always, people closest to you are going to hurt the most. Right? Right? And a person, very good, and a person a lot of times doesn't even realize that it's Lush and Hara because he's talking to his brother and he's like, yeah, oh, mommy always does that. Oh, you know how, you know, uh, yeah, of course. It could just be in a by the way uh, conversation. That's pure Lush and Hara. Okay, beautiful. Hashem will help each and every one of us. We will be Zoha not to speak any Lashnara, not to hear any Lashnara, and only to see the good in each other, to see the good in ourselves. As we know, Mitsora is Malashan Motsi Ra. Mitsora has a lot of negativity inside of himself, and that's why he speaks Lashnara. Anyone who speaks negative about somebody else is because he has this negativity within himself and it comes out. It's like we've said the example of squeezing an orange. When you squeeze an orange, what comes out of it? Orange juice. When you squeeze somebody, what comes out of him? Whatever he has inside of him. So if he has a lot of negativity inside of him, what comes out? Negativity. If a person has positivity inside of him, what's going to come out? Positivity. Okay. And just to, as we always have to remind ourselves, is that when a person is in a negative state. Let's say a person's in a negative mindset. That the best way to get out of a negative mindset is not to tell yourself you got to get out of a negative mindset. That's a negative mindset. That is a negative thing to say. To say you got to get out of a negative mindset. Oh, you got to be positive. That's a negative statement as opposed to saying it's okay that I'm in a negative mindset. And usually it's like everything, you say, okay, okay, we spoke about it in cheer today, I'm in a negative mindset. Okay, here we go. It's okay that I'm in a negative mindset. No, how come I'm still in a negative mindset? No, you can't do that either. You have to truly be, like I've said, I've mentioned this before, right, when speaking to parents sometimes, you have to accept your child for who they are. 100% accept who they are. Okay, great. And then when I accept my child for who they are, are they going to change? Okay, that's not accepting your child for who you are. That's, we do the same thing to ourselves. You have to accept yourself where, you, where you're holding. This is what you have. Okay, I accept myself. No. So no, how come it didn't come yet? Right? That's the famous uh, joke with the, the guy who uh, runs away from COVID and he comes to his Rebbe and says, Rebbe, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm running away from COVID. How come covet didn't, I don't get the covet. Where's my covet? I'm running away from it. The Mishnah says, The covet is, uh, right, goes, runs after him. The Rabbi says, yeah, the problem is while you're running, you're looking behind you to see if it's following you. Right? So that's the same thing. If, you, if you're looking to, to, to see if the acceptance of yourself works, it's not going to work. You can't, you can't fool yourself. You have to truly, truly let go, say it's okay, that I'm negative, it's okay. A lot of times people don't realize, even in relationships, the, the time you're able to heal relationships is when you first acknowledge that there's a problem in the relationship. People don't, they want to skip over that. Instead of saying, no, I have, I have a problem with my father, I have a problem with my mother, I have a problem with my brother, I have a problem with my spouse. 
It bothers me. This hurts me. I have a problem with one of my children, whatever it might be. To acknowledge it, this is what I have. Then, once you acknowledge it, once you are, are in reality, we'll say, then, as opposed to just trying to cover it over. Cover it over, it's all good. Right? Everyone says in our, right, that's our generation. Oh, it's all good. Anyone says it's all good means it's terrible. It's not all good. It's all good. All good. It's not all good. Hashem will help each and every one of us will be zocha to fix ourselves. And it starts with our speech. It starts with the way we talk. It starts with the way we think. It starts with ourselves. You have to first fix yourself because that's really the only person you could fix anyway. There's nobody else you could fix. If you're waiting to fix your parents, you're waiting to fix your siblings, your children, your spouse even, you'll see, God willing, it ain't gonna, it's not going to work. You could fix yourself. You could develop a good relationship. And then people change through good relationships. So Hashem will help us all. Amen. Us and all the Jewish people. Okay. Question, comments on that, and then we'll begin Parag Zion. We'll learn for a few minutes. Ah, Yehuda. Yeah, question, comments? Ah, Rav Akshin, I didn't realize you're there. No, question, comments, are you heard? MS. Okay, what do you say? See, Rabbi Ackerman has been spending the last seven and a half years. Before that also, whatever Rabbi Ackerman was doing. Oh, really? See, he's in the house. Okay, well, you missed the Akshama uh, we're talking about. Right? But uh, seven and a half years. More than Rabbi Shimon. Shimon was only in, you know, for, for a year. Two years. Seven and a half years working on yourself. Then you could start, you could start uh, being mashpia of Baruch Hashem. You know what do you say? What do you say to what saying? Huh? No, Rabbi Tzvi, what are you talking about? What are we saying? What are we saying? So we just finished the we just finished the uh, lashon hara. We just finished talking about that you can't fix anybody but yourself. Barely, and you can barely fix barely yourself. Barely fix yourself. As I mentioned, as I was talking about Mashpin, yes. I find that the, the reason why I'm able to try and help people is because I'm able to talk about my problems. If you're just going to sit if, as a parent and just tell your kid, you, 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 eventually, when he gets old enough, he'll be like, I don't want to be around you. But, uh, if, if you tell your son, listen, daddy has sometimes bad moments, good moments, and you should work for it, or your student, that's, that's, the, that's why I am here. Rebbe knows that uh, I don't, I, it's, I, it's hard for me to accept for many people, but I accept from uh, the, the Holy Rosh Hashiva because Rebbe has the ability to say I'm a human being, and I make mistakes, and that's the only reason I'm here. If not, you know I have jobs everywhere. <laughs> That's why I try and do that. I make sure to keep you. But, uh, yes. Yeah, it's so true. Beautiful. And the irony, thank you, Rabbi Tzvi, the irony is, is that when we are afraid to be human and we're afraid that we're going to uh, you know, lose the respect of somebody, whether it's your spouse or your children, 
because you are so human, it's the exact opposite. That's when you get, that's when you, the more you humble yourself to somebody else, that's, that's when you get the respect. It's the people like Rabbi Tzvi is saying, if you're demanding uh, respect, uh, you know, respect is something that you that, earn, that you earn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like that word so much. You earn. It's more of yes, but correct. It's when you respect others. The goal, the goal. I was speaking to someone last night, helping them with uh, a shear. They're giving a shear, so they asked me. You know, we were talking, and the shear is on friendship, on friendships. So that was one of the parts of of the shear. And I said, the the the, the focus. When a person is focused on, on being a good friend, then you'll have friends. When you're focused on having friends, then, then you won't have that same, the, the same relationships. When your focus is, what can I get from somebody, you never get, uh, you never get first of all, you never feel satisfied because you're always looking to take. But when a person is looking to be a friend, I'm looking to help somebody. I'm looking to, to make someone's life better. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to smile at that person. I'm looking to initiate, initiate in, in a relationship. And that's even with the closest relationships. A lot of times, guys will say, oh, my father, I can't deal with my father, my father, my father. A lot of right people, especially men, have father issues, right? And it could be in mother issues also. We have a father, father, father. So I always challenge him and say, well, what, what, what's, when's the last time you called your father and, and thanked your father for something? When's the last time you initiated your relationship with your parent? Right? With spouses, shalom, shalom bias is the same thing. Right? My wife's not doing this. 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 Yeah. What, what, what's your focus? Is my focus, how can I make my wife's life better? How can I make my roommates, right? Oh, my roommate, my roommate, my roommate. What could you do for your roommate? People are afraid to think in those terms because then they have the achrayas falls on them to change. As long as my roommate has to change, as long as my father has to change, as long as my wife has to change, what that does for me is it just does a very simple thing. I, I could just chill. I don't, have to, I don't have to change. Let him change. Once, once I'm the one who has to initiate, then, then, I, then that's responsible. But the irony is, that's where happiness comes. Happiness comes, right? Rabbi Tversky, and we quoted that this past year, says we don't give to the people we love. That's what people think. You give to the people you love. I love them, so I give to them. I like them, I give to them. No, you don't give to the people you love. You love the people who you give to. When you give to somebody, when you give to someone, that's one of the tikkunim that they say, if you don't like somebody, people say, how do I work on my jealousy? How do I work on my roommate that I don't like him? There's a guy in yeshiva, oh, I can't stand the guy. Well, give to him. Say good morning to him. Oh, well, he doesn't say good morning back. Ah, okay, now, you're, now, you already, now you already see what you want to get back. Is that a normal thing? Of course we want to get a good morning back. Of course you want to get, oh, I always bring him a chair. I always lend him my shampoo. I always this. He doesn't give it back to me. That's because your, that's because your assumption, oh, that's because your assumption is, what can I get back from him? Yes, Benson. The thing, because the person was made with the term of him, and Hashem, Hashem is not to give, the person isn't given, and he's not who he is, he's not telling who he is as himself, so obviously he's not giving that. 
Ben Zee says like Smartest a, guy such a, a <laughs> yeah, Oh really? Beautiful. Beautiful. I like that very much what you're saying. It's beautiful. It's beautiful that, that the way you said it so simply. I know it's written in Svarim, but uh, and, and, and it's written all over, but the way you said it so simply is so beautiful because because it's it's the irony of life is that is that the person who's depressed is a person who's waiting for everyone to save him and everyone to take care of him. So he's in the mode of being a taker. A guy who's, who's giving, like I've said many times, a guy who's depressed, right? Go, go out to the hospital, besides the fact that you'll see people in the hospital and then you won't be depressed. Go to the hospital, go visit people, go do something for somebody else. Suddenly, you're in a better mood. Go talk, go have a conversation with somebody. Most of the time when a person's depressed, right, he's down, he's totally, totally down. He's like into himself. Someone said that he's selfish, but not that we say it to the depressed guy, but the depressed guy is selfish. Yeah, 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 you could say it to a depressed guy too. You could. You could. You could say you're being self-centered. You're, 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 you're in your own head. Yeah. Depends who the guy is, but yes, correct. Correct. Yeah, Very good. It's a courage. Yeah. It's over two weeks. I was just all about giving. Right. I know I, I was actually going through a tough period of a little bit of depression, and that was like a, such a pivotal moment in my life because it was two weeks of I wasn't thinking about myself; I was only to give it to other people. Yes, beautiful, Gabi. You just reminded me in camp. So we have Chaverim also, which also for specialties. I remember a guy from Yeshiva. A lot of guys work there. A guy from Yeshiva. I remember this. He came to me after the summer. He was there for six weeks. You know what it is? Six weeks taking care of kids and this and that. And he came to me afterwards, and he says. I, I feel so guilty. This is what he told me. I remember, I'll never forget this conversation. He says, I feel so guilty. Why? Because I spent the last, the last six weeks busy, busy helping this kid, and I, and I, I didn't have any time to, to focus on myself, right? And this guy, unfortunately, when he's not in, in camp, he's not in these situations, he, he is very down about himself. And I told him, you don't realize that's, what life, that's the biggest bracha. The biggest bracha is you want to be so busy helping somebody else. You want to be so involved in somebody else. Otherwise, that's why a guy can sit in yeshiva and you can be depressed all day in yeshiva. And a guy goes to, gets a job, suddenly, oh, now I'm all okay. You know why? First of all, the Eight Sahara, that's a different conversation. But the shot is, when you're busy, you're serving customers, you're, uh, uh, you don't have time to think about it. More than that, like that's almost the hardest summer I ever worked. That's what I've been doing like three times to position a kid. I had to shower a kid, and it was, it was the hardest, physical and emotional, just to be there, but that was the best of my life. It's crazy, because I thought about what's the depression of being in Chalat. If you think about it, being in Chalat is the, the best thing in the world. You get money for doing nothing. <laughs> but, but you're just sitting home and you're doing nothing. Right. You're not giving anything right. to anyone. Right. You're exactly. getting paid from right. but, exactly. but you, didn't, you don't give, so you just... Sure. You're, Beautiful, beautiful. The, 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 this I say, and it's hard to say this as a cloud, but, but I've seen it. A lot of people who come from very, very wealthy homes, very, very wealthy homes, really suffer from depression. They struggle a lot. Why? Because the, te- the teva is, you got to work, you got to work hard, right? People think, oh, oh, what a curse. I wish if only, like, Rabbi Ackerman saying, if only I had all the money in the world, I could do whatever I want to do. 
No, you don't realize it's a bracha that you have to start thinking about your future. How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to live? What am I going to do? Because that gives a person, like Benzie is saying, right? a person is put in this world to, to give, to be a giver. Unbelievable. Many, many addictions, and that's something that I challenge a lot of the guys when I talk to them about Shmir Sabris. I say, if you're busy, unless you really have a sickness, but 90% of the issues will go away. Simple as that. 100%. You can't come to me after you're telling me I lust all day on my iPhone and I'm not busy, and you're expecting not to. It's impossible to be busy, stop lusting, and you'll be Correct. Free. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. And what you're saying, Rabbi Tzi, is so true also because, because you know, we're, we're conditioned a lot because of the, the shefa of Gashmias and the shefa of everything that we have is that we don't necessarily, that's where anxiety comes from as well, is that where you, you're not forced. There used to be a guy to eat breakfast. He'd have to plant. He'd have to plow. He'd have to work to get it. A guy for... Anxiety and that, like Rebbe said, yeah. the hunters. Correct. So he would have to, he would have to put his energy somewhere. A guy who's not motivated and he's not doing things. So he has all these kochos. He has all, like Benzie was saying, he has so much to give. I, I remember speaking to somebody, Mamish Rachmanis, uh, uh, an older, not Rachmanis, I don't want to say like that, but an older person who, who uh, uh, it was a girl who was not married. And, and I remember we were talking, a relative of mine, and we were talking, and, and she was saying how hard it is to, to not be married, to be single, and, and I thought she was gonna say, it's so hard because I want someone to love me, right? which, is a, which is a normal thing. And, but what she said so naturally, and I'll never forget it, she said so naturally, she says, I wanna love somebody. And it was such a deep thing that, that the rut zone to give, and the ruts on the desire to be a giver and to be mashpia and to contribute, and that people are depressed and people sad. Even though I don't want to throw around the word depressed because depressed is a real sickness. But people, I'm not talking about someone who's clinically uh, depressed, who you know is, I'm not, uh, you know, feeling down, always in his own head, feeling down. A lot of the times, it just comes from the fact that that. You know, you want to give and you can't give, and then you're 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 being somich on everybody. You you're relying on everybody to to take care of you. Dependent people, just I need this one to take care of me. My mommy's gonna take care of me. My wife's gonna take care of me. Whoever it is, and that's that's uh, especially a man is a is a mashpia. The the the, the of, a, of a man is to is to give and to be mashpia and to and, and and when a person's locked locked in a situation where they can't where they can't give, it's very painful. They say it's actually, uh, Benzi reminded me, it's actually, they say in, in Darach Hashem, he says it's like the neshama. The pain of the neshama, because the neshama wants to do so much. The neshama has so much, it's like a spring that you close up very tight, and then, and then you let the spring go. When a person dies after 120, Olam Haba, the spring is like flying all over, going wow, all over the place. But in this world, it's in a lot of pain because it wants to express itself, right? The hardest thing for a person is when they want to express themselves. They want to live their life. It's like a, it's like a very normal thing. But you think about a little kid. Think about a five-year-old kid. Think about a seven-year-old kid. What does he want to do? 
He doesn't want to take a nap. He jumps out of bed. You don't have to tell a kid to jump out of bed. Most kids, they, come, they get out of bed. They're not all, you know, sluggish and walking around in a bad mood. Right? That only happens after you're a teenager, whatever it is, or while you're a t- teenager. When a little kid gets out of bed, they jump out of bed. They're ready to get dressed. Let's go to school. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're running around. They're all over the place. The teva of a person, of a child, you learn from children that. The teva of a child, I always love to look at children. You learn so much from children. Is that what? Let's go. I got what to do. Take a nap. Try a and get a kid. Rabbi, be a slingy. Be a slingy. Correct. Like a, a child, a child, get a, get a child, Erev Shavuos, Erev Pesach, for the Seder to go take a nap. Why not? What's the big deal? And then when you, and then when you get to, uh, to become a teenager, to get a guy to, to get out of bed. Right? What's the shot? The shot is that from a child, you see the beauty of just doing and doing and giving and running and all over the place. And then when you shut them down, when you shut a child down, or when a child is not comfortable, and a person starts become, becoming self-conscious, and I can't do this, and I can't do this, and what is someone going to think about me? What am I going to say? Suddenly then you get stuck, and that's when the sadness starts settling in, because it's like, oh, now I can't be me. That's why a person can go ahead and, and talk for, for the, the, the world out there. What's everybody talking about? To be you. You got to be you. Be you. Be you. Why is it so complicated to be me? Tell a child, be you. I had this, I remember this year, I was talking to uh, one of my kids, the younger ones, and I was saying something like that, like, oh, you gotta be you, so my dad, he looked at me, he was like, okay, like I fell off the planet, what does that mean, be me? I am me, like, what, like what's the chiddush you're saying? Be you, I am me. But what happens, what happens, what happens is, is that we, we the Yitzhahara settles in, and a person forgets who he is, and he doesn't realize that he could be fresh and he could jump up in the morning. And if you're not jumping up in the morning and you're not excited about life, that's a, a kasha. It's a kasha you have to ask yourself. No matter how old you are. And yes, it's harder when you're a teenager. Yes, it's harder when you're, when you're uh, in a certain stage in your life. But if you're not jumping out of bed, I'm not saying it's not hard to get out of bed, but if you're not jumping out of bed, then I gotta do things, I gotta be somewhere. I gotta, I gotta, I'm responsible for something. I gotta do something. And you gotta challenge yourself. You gotta question yourself. To question yourself why you're not. Yes, Benzie. You know, I'm just thinking right now, I know I often have a lot of trouble learning. So I'm thinking it's possible if, if, if a person would, I would focus on learning not because I, I want to achieve this, I want to achieve that, I want to grow, but instead focus on the learning aspect that's testing. So it's testing that I'm doing, I've learned very all the gifts as well. Correct. Correct. And and just to say on you, Bensi, and, and again, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm just going to use a, uh, an example that maybe everyone here could relate to. If you are getting uh, a lot of money to, uh, and being paid to teach and to give over, right? Or Hashem, a person who has a lot to give over, so then that would motivate him. That would motivate him. It's, it's very hard to be uh, a, 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 someone who's just alone thinking in terms of, you know, I'm being mashpia. It's a high level to say I'm giving so much to the world by sitting in base measures. It's very hard to do that. Right? It's, a, it's very important to, to be giving over as well. When a person gives over and he teaches and he gives over, he, he, he gains a lot. 
So y- yes, you're right in the in in the yesod of Torah's chesed, but when it's bepoel, right? Like Gabi was saying, he didn't have a choice. He had to get up at three o'clock in the morning. When you have to give shear, when you have to give over, and people are relying on you, then it, then it brings out a lot in you. Yeah, just, well I said. Want, I yeah. want to add on what Benson said. That I think one of the biggest problems we have is that we give and we expect to get back. Parents give to the kids, and then they're like, "Well, oh, my kid's not doing what I wanted," and it's and it's. You do what you have to do as a dad, and he has to do what he has to do as the kid. And that's what's happening with the feminism movement. The women, back in the day, understood they give to their husband. That doesn't justify any craziness, but it meant they give to their husband because that's their topkin, and giving is is getting back. And uh, I think, for me, as I mentioned to the guys in my shir, that the dafyomi, for me, um, really came from a pure place of just doing the daf regardless of money, depression, cranky, or happy. You do the daf, and that's what I think Betsy was saying. If you learn, because you have to learn, it has nothing to do with anything. And, and like Gabi knows and I know that once you do that, or once you accept davening for davening, not dependent on getting back money, you, you don't do it to get anything. You do it because that's what we do. That's when you get back the most, and I know that in my personal life, and uh, yeah, you give because you give, not because you get back. And expectations is the, the worst wow. thing that a person can have. And see, what you're saying is, as we said, that uh, not to be so cliche on this, but, but um, you know, don't ask what Hashem can do for me. A lot of times a person is saying, oh, what can Hashem do this for me, do this for me? What could you do? For, for Hashem, what can you do for the world? How can I make the place a better place? What does that mean, the world? How can I make the yeshiva a better yeshiva? How can I make first seder a better first seder? How can I make the breakfast table a better breakfast? How can I make my roommates? When a person thinks in those terms, it's, it changes everything about you, and you see the difference. And Mr. Melio says very clearly that, that people live either in the world of, of giving or they live in the world of taking. And, and uh, okay, there's certain times where you could be a giver, certain times that you're more of a taker, but, but to try and think to be a person who, who is the giver. I want to be from the givers. I want to be, and giving doesn't, I want to be very clear, giving is not what people think it is. You see in Hilchus Tzedakah, right? And this, uh, I have a lot, where Mishalachim come, and Amir Tashem, you'll, you'll experience this as well. The great, yes, it's always nice to give money to Mishalach, I'm telling you, I, ha- I have this almost every time from Mishalach, whether I give him a lot of money or I give him a little money. The, 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 the thing that, that, that I know, Baruch Hashem, I try, Hashem shouldn't test me, because sometimes it's hard when you're uh, in the middle of something and you're busy and someone comes to your door. But when you open the door and you smile, and you open the door and you say, what can I get you to drink? And you open the door and you treat the person like a person and you're honoring the person and you're machabed the person, it's not giving the money. It's not giving the money. Of course, they want, they want, uh, a person wants money. Right? Someone, one, one of the Mishalachim once explained it to me. He says, he says, when you smile at somebody and you give them a good word, you encourage them, even if you don't give them a lot of money, even if you give them one dollar, you give them a, a few shekel, but you encourage them to go to the next person. When you show up at somebody and, uh, the guy's like, oh, get out of here, whatever it is. 
So it, it makes them feel that. The same thing in yeshiva, the same thing in everything. We don't realize the gift of a smile. We don't realize the gift. We think you have to have so much to give. You don't have to have so much to give. You don't have to have anything to give. When you give, then that's how you get. Hashem gives you when you give and giving it, but it's all the focus of what type of person you are looking to be. And those are the happy people. Those are the happy people. We're all searching for happiness. Uh, we'll just do one line. We even get to the, uh, this is really, really what the, Mesil um, what we're up to, Parag Zion, where he says, the Shalayachmet Adam as a mitzvah, Zrizus, that's what we're talking about. Zrizus is the attitude that I am looking to do. I'm not looking for someone to do for me. I want to say this when it comes to learning as well. Right? I want the Gemara to be, to be sweet for me. I want the Chumash to be sweet for me. I want my learning to be sweet for me. That's also a, okay, we daven for that, Baharavna. But when your attitude is, I'm going to try and bring sweetness into the Gemara. I'm going to try and see something that I could take home with me. Okay, now, you know, it's, uh, you know, those who are learning Dafyomi can, can, you know, know that it depends on the day. Some days are harder than other days. But one thing I could just say with anyone I'm learning, we spoke about this um, when it, uh, on Shavuos by the Nila Sachav, to make it personal. When you in Dafyomi or you in anything you're learning, you have a notebook and you try and take one thing out that you could hold with you, that you could grab onto, whatever it might be. I know when you called me up that other, when you left me a message about Daf, right? I'll, uh, when I say the Daf, we'll know what I'm talking about because he said it. Daf Ayin Zion. About what? The goats. The goats. So I was so proud of him. I was so proud of him because he told me a whole Torah, a whole shot on the goats that he liked on that Daf. And then he said to me, oh, Daf Ayin Zion. Is A's is a goat. So what, what, what do I? What that means? Rabbi Tzvi will know for the rest of his life. Could be I will also. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but his shot that he was saying was about the goats. Right. No. So what I'm saying is that when you make, when here, here, here the point is that on every, on every daf, on every daf, on everything that you learn. When you make it personal, that's how you bring your love to the Torah. That's the seichel kenu b'sorah secha. People say in davening. In davening, I could give this as an eitzah to everyone. I heard this from my rabbin as an eitzah. I could just show you right here. Right? This is not for, this is not my, my machzorim. This is not my set of machzorim. One of the reasons why I have one, two, three, four, five, six different sedurim. Six different sedurim. So this was, I was Makabal from my Bay, and I'm telling this as an eighth of everybody here. Why do I have six different Sidurim? Because when you daven from a different Siddur, it brings a little bit of eschachas. When you daven from the same Siddur every day, so it's like, oh, I've seen, I've seen that on that page, I've seen it. So you mix it up a little bit. You mix it up. If you're waiting for davening to be exciting for you, so what are you? You're looking to be the receiver. When you say, I'm going to create in davening. I'm going to try and find out a way how I can make davening creative. Whether it's taking an art scroll, whether it's, whether it's during davening, some people like to sing a, a song, 
right? Some people, when they're learning, they want to do. The more you become creative, and creative is Malushan to create, that you're responsible for it. You're creating it. As we say, create a good day. What does it mean create a good day? It means be creative in figuring out how to have a good day. Be creative with your roommate in figuring out how to like him better. Be creative with your father to figure out a way that you could be machabed more. Be creative with the Gemara, like the Rabbi Tzvi was saying. He got creative to say, Dafayin Zion is this, is this. You make Simonim. I'm sure you've done it many times in, in Shulchan Aruch and things. How do you remember Simon? How do you remember this? You have a, there's, a way, there's a way to do that. When you do that, you create that relationship with everything that, that's around you. Okay, beautiful. Mamash, nice to be here together, Baruch Hashem. And to talk in Avodah Hashem, to try and fix ourselves, to work on ourselves. Hashem will help each and every one of us. And like we've been learning after davening, like we've been saying, the big, one of the biggest challenges that, that, that hurt us a lot is that we, we live in our past and we forget about the fact that Hashem has given us Chadashim Lapkarim that Hashem gives us a new morning. He gives us a new day. He gives us the ability to start today. Start today. To say, okay, how can I make today the best day that I can make it today? Because that's all we have in life is today. So Hashem will help us all to, to, to try as best as we can to have an amazing, amazing day. Us and all the Jewish people.